Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives, no fairy godmothers required. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. This is my first podcast back after having COVID. So we had COVID hit our family recently and with a family of 10. (laughs) Thankfully, not everyone got it, but most of us did. And of course, not all at the exact same time. So it's been quite a crazy couple of weeks as we've been quarantining from each other. (laughs) Our home has turned into different quarantine zones, basically. And just, you know, going through the sickness. Thankfully, our kids are all recovered and Jamie and I are on our way. (laughs) We both are almost done with quarantine. So by the time this podcast comes out, we will have completed our quarantine and we'll be able to be together as a family again and to be able to go places. And so, We are feeling very thankful. (laughs) On top of that, my father-in-law was in the hospital with a serious infection, and thankfully that has also turned the corner and he is doing much better. So this Thanksgiving, we find ourselves with many reasons to be thankful, (laughs) and I hope that you are finding many reasons to be thankful too and are excited about the holidays and just the beauty and the possibilities of this season. So while I had COVID, you know, I really didn't feel good for quite a while, (laughs) at least quite a while for me. I'm not used to being sick and I discovered that I'm quite a baby, (laughs) that I don't like it, that I'm not a good patient. I don't do well with rest or forced rest or just having restrictions or having to depend on other people. So this has been a good growing experience for me. So hopefully I have grown and come out the other side with some positive lessons and experiences and results. But one thing that I've been thinking about as I've been resting a lot more and spending time, you know, quarantined away from some of my family and things that didn't have it. I've watched a few more shows (laughs) than normal. I don't normally watch TV or movies that often, but I've been getting in my fill of ESPN. I love the get up, the sports talk in the morning, get up, Stephen A. I've watched more than my fill of that. I've watched some Marvel movies, which has been kind of fun and been on my list of things to watch for years that I just never got around to. But I love sports talk. I love documentaries. I love watching sports documentaries. I ended up watching one about Magic Johnson when he discovered that he was HIV positive. He's this elite basketball player. He's famous and living quite the life. He just recently had gotten married. And then he discovered that he was HIV positive, which, you know, I remember when that happened. But now watching it from this side, and this perspective, was really kind of fascinating. HIV at that time was something people were afraid of. It felt like a death sentence 
you didn't know how much time you had left. It was interesting because I had watched another documentary. This one wasn't about a sports person, but somebody in film. And they had shortly before this time period or right around the same time discovered that they had AIDS and had passed away very shortly after that. Now, obviously, the difference in their story is... <laughs> great and when they were diagnosed that made quite a difference because Magic Johnson was HIV positive and this person wasn't diagnosed until they actually had AIDS. So I'm not trying to compare their stories but there was something really interesting to me that struck me that I've been thinking about ever since because here Magic Johnson has gotten this devastating news. His whole life is being altered and when he gives his press conference, he just kind of goes into it almost nonchalantly. He makes these statements where he says, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to have fun. So he's just announced that he's HIV positive. So he's stepping down from the Lakers. You know, he's retiring. And he's announced that he has this really feared this. And with a smile on his face, he says, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to have fun. And here we are all these years later <laughs> and he has had fun and he certainly seems by most accounts to have beaten this. And certainly much of that has to do with, you know, the medical advances that we've seen in these last several years and what a difference they have made for people that have had to live with this disease. But I was just so struck by his initial declaration that he receives this news. You know, all of this happened very quickly. He had the press conference before he really was going to because somebody found out the news and they were going to release it. So he just goes into this press conference and he just made this declaration that I believe was completely genuine to his heart. He hadn't prepared for it. You know, he says he didn't really prepare <laughs> what he was going to say. And, and I was just so struck because how many of us would go into something like that with a smile on our face, have that be our response. I'm going to beat this. And I'm going to have fun. It reminded me of my dear friends, Dave and Deb Crone. If you're at the house church with us, you've probably heard them speak but Dave and Deb are two of the most amazing people that I know. I love them so dearly and I'm so thankful for them. They lost their daughter, Amy. She passed away unexpectedly as an adult and it's terrible and tragic. And it's so amazing to me that at the time that that happened, they will tell the story much better than me, but that Deb, she was able to look at Dave in the midst of this just happening and say, I'm not going to live angry. I'm not going to live sad. And they have certainly grieved the loss of their daughter. They certainly feel that in their lives, but they haven't lived angry. They haven't lived sad. And they have gone on to live these amazing lives. And you know, it shouldn't surprise me that this is how they would respond. <laughs> I got to know them after this happened, by the way. But Dave had written a book called Decisions That Define Us. He's also written a book called Declarations That Empower Us, among other books. They have some books on hope. And I highly recommend, by the way, all their stuff. But I was thinking about this declaration that 
Deb made and this declaration that Magic Johnson made and how much of an impact those declarations actually make on our life. When Magic said, I'm going to beat this, I'm going to have fun, like I think he was setting an, a course for what was going to happen. His declaration helped pave the way. The same thing with Deb in this moment her declaration about how she was going to live or wasn't going to live, like it set the course and it paved the way. And so I've been thinking about this because I believe in declarations. The Bible is full of passages about how important our words are. Proverbs is so full of it. If you ever want to be convicted sometime, you know, read about how powerful your tongue is and the effects of using careless or hurtful words. Scripture's full of it. In Proverbs 18.4, it says a person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. Proverbs 18.20, it says words satisfy the soul as food satisfies the stomach. The right words on a person's lips bring satisfaction. Proverbs 15.4 says, Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 12.18, There's one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Life-giving water, that they satisfy the soul, that they bring life and health that they bring healing and then obviously the flip side the destruction and the harm they can do on the other side but it's so amazing because I believe this and yet I haven't really been using my words to bring declaration over myself or my family or you know my friends or church or community or the world like I pray certainly I believe this to be true I look at the lives of people who use their words and their declarations and the impact that it has. And I've been pondering if I know this and I believe this, then why have I not been using it more often or more effectively or consistently? And this is what I've come to believe about myself, <laughs> is that I haven't been making declarations recently so much because I haven't had decisions for the declarations to flow from. Sometimes you declare yourself into a state of being, but that in itself is a decision. So what I mean by that, is sometimes you don't feel confident about something, but you're pursuing it and you begin to declare, you begin to point your life in the direction that you're pursuing. And then in that process, that thing becomes true and you become confident and you grab hold of it. Other times, you have this confident faith inside of you. And so your declarations just spill out of that. It's not even like you don't even have to try. It just happens because you have this thing inside of you and your words are just coming out from your heart. They're like the overflow of your heart, like the Bible says. And so <laughs> recently, though, I've realized, oh, what are the things I'm going after? What is it I'm pursuing? What are the things I'm stirring up my faith for? And I realize that I don't have anything that comes to mind. I'm not pursuing something like that. I don't have something that I'm stirring my faith for. And so because of that, my words have been lacking power because I don't have a decision that they're coming out of. Magic Johnson is faced with how he's going to handle 
living with HIV and it causes them to have to decide, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to have fun and to declare those things over his life and to have that pathway made so that he can do those things, which he did, (laughs) you know, he has. Same thing with Dave and Deb when they're in this tragic moment in life, but having to decide who they're going to be, what their life is going to be about, how they're going to come out of this time. And so they make that decision. Deb has that in her heart and she declares what's in her heart out loud and it makes this pathway for them. So I'm pondering right now, what are the decisions of my heart? What are the things that I want to pursue, the things that I want to stir my faith for? What is it that I want to be true over myself and over my family? These don't have to be huge goals. They can be things that seem small, but even just about the character of my home and my family, over my family's health, (laughs) over our relationships with each other, our relationship with the Lord, what kind of people we're going to be, what kind of family we're going to be, what kind of home I'm going to have, what kind of world do I want to live in? These are the things that I realized I need to begin to have vision for. I have to purposely have vision for so I can begin to be declaring those things so I can be stirring my faith and I can be growing my confidence and I can be creating that pathway for my life to follow and my kids' lives to follow. I don't know where you're at and I don't know what is coming out of your mouth these days, but I just want to encourage you to begin to grab hold with your words of the future that you want to create to begin to grab hold with your words of what kind of person you want to be, what kind of home you want to have, and to begin to declare those things with our words because this thing happens when we begin to declare something. When we begin to declare something with our words, we begin to believe that it's true. At first, you might feel foolish (laughs) saying things out loud because I do want to encourage you to say it out loud. And at first it might be kind of half-hearted, but I promise you that if you will consistently begin making declaration over yourself, over your life, over your loved ones, that as you do that, that your confidence is going to grow and that you're going to actually be creating a reality. Like you're going to be creating a pathway for your life to follow. And so I haven't fully formed what the things are that I'm going after, but I've been reminded that the small things are some of the most important things that I need to be declaring over my marriage and over my home and over my family, health and goodness and peace and life, fullness of life, that I need to be declaring that confidence over myself and over my kids and my husband, that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord, that we're going to walk in it, that we're going to walk in the fullness of his, the Lord's provision for us, that, you know, there are dreams in my heart that I've yet to see, and I'm going to begin to declare them out, not as some kind of hocus pocus, (laughs) but because as I do that, I'm feeding my soul. And I am actually refreshing my soul. I'm bringing confidence to myself. I'm bringing life to the things that I want to bring life to. I'm bringing healing 
to the areas maybe of disappointment or doubt. And as I do that, I'm actually creating this confidence and this faith and this pathway for those things to come about in fullness in my life. So this Thanksgiving week, I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at, you know, start with what you're already thankful for and make sure that you're declaring those thanksgiving to the Lord. But then also figure out what are those decisions that you need to turn into declarations? What is it that you want to be walking in? You know, during this holiday season and as we go into this new year, this is a perfect time for this because what we declare will be what we become. And so let's make sure that we are using our words and the power of our words to bring about life and to bring about the fulfillment of good things, (laughs) both for our sake and for others. So thank you guys for listening to me, for joining me today. I hope that you have a very wonderful Thanksgiving week, and I look forward to being back with you next week. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, (laughs) maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there's a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.